With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Live from MMA Fighting Studios, this is Between the Links. And now, your host, Mike Heck. The iconic voice of Esther Lynn welcomes you to a brand new edition of Between the Links. I hope everyone's having a fantastic weekend. You know what? With all the open scoring judging robbery talks over the last several days and i guess if we're being fair several weeks several months i figured we all needed a rest from the typical stuff we would do on this particular program and instead we decided to pivot and we have deemed this all-star weekend on this off week for most of the major promotions we decided to do our own our selection show this week on btl where we will shine a light on those who have made big, strong moves in 2022 thus far. And thus we will award them and reward them for their efforts. It'll be myself alongside an esteemed panel of all-star general managers. First, Mr. Jed Mishu. Let's give him a break from getting crushed by fan voting. How are you, sir? I mean, to be fair, the fan votes I'm losing are, I'm expected to lose them, right? For whatever reason, Drake has like an army of people that are just super into him. And then the other one was against a professional fighter. It would have been a really bad look for me to, and let's be clear, I absolutely gave that man the business. There was not a contest. (laughs) Uh, T-Rex got T-Rekt, but the fans, you know, they got to do what they got to do. And that's fair. Like, I, I understand it. You know, I know I know when to go out on my back, right? And that was one of those moments. But yeah, it'll be nice to do this sort of different thing and be a little less combative today. There you go. And of course, let us introduce my best friend, the Prince of Positivity, who is mostly here to make sure we're heading in the right direction towards positivity, Mr. Alexander K. Lee, 
AK, hello, my best friend. My best friend, I'm so happy. I was told, everyone knows uh, I am not a big, um, you know, I'm not super enthusiastic when it comes to wanting to be in between the links. Uh, this kind of competition makes me nervous. I get the sweats. I don't enjoy it. But when you reached out and told me this would be a non-competitive episode where I get to share time with my best friend, you, and also Jed, that uh, I, I got super excited. It's non-competitive. We're celebrating positivity of, uh, of, of, of all the good things that happened in the first half of 2022. So I am ready. Uh, and I, I hope not uh, that uh, I, I somehow don't find a way to lose this somehow. Uh, so, you know, no need to add to my record of L's. All right. So a couple of ground rules. Let's just go through the rules real quick. We're kind of flying on the seat of our pants. Yesterday, I made the pivot at around 5 p.m. Eastern. We're not going to do a regular show. We're just going to do something completely different. I think it was needed to change pace, but here's how it's going to work. One, we're going to each select one fighter from each weight class to represent our all-star team. And it has to be somebody who has competed in 2022 to this point. So you cannot pick Kamar Usman since he hasn't fought. Two, we have to have at least one fighter outside of the UFC on our roster. A Bellator fighter has to make the list. So there you go. We, we can't just be all UFC fighters. Three for the women, we're going to do 115, 125, and we're going to do 135 plus, which means we'll pick one fighter and they can re represent either, either the women's bantamweight, featherweight, or lightweight divisions. Four, obviously, once a fighter is gone, you cannot pick them again. Like if I pick... Fighter A, you cannot also pick Fighter A. They're on my all-star team. You have to go somewhere else. And lastly, really off topic, but it's it, it pertains. I have two massive softball games this evening. Playoff hopes are on the line. So we have to be done in like an hour. So other than that, I think we are, uh, we are good to go. Gentlemen, are you ready? Not at all. But all right. I mean, sure, why Excellent. not? Uh, I'm so ready. And I'm, I, am, I, am putting, I am making a pinned comment in the chat about the rules you just read out. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's not. not. This is a pin. I don't want to distract today's person with a poll. It's the draft rules have to have fought this year. We need, uh, all of us need to have a fighter from outside the UFC and uh, women rosters will be 115, 125 and 135 and up. So for anyone who tunes in, you know, late, they can just look at this pinned comment on YouTube and they will be caught up. All right. Now, before earlier in the day, I put all three of our names in the magic random generator that I got for free. So I didn't have to use the MMA Fighting Magic computer. Jed, you actually get the first pick. AK, oh. you get the second pick. I get the third pick. There will be Ooh, no snake. snake draft. Oh, no so snake. I get the first no in every snaking. round. No, 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 no. Here's oh. how it's going to work. It's kind of, it's not really like one, two, three, three, two, one. It'll be one, two, three, one, two, three. So Jed, we're going to start at heavyweight. You'll make the first pick at heavyweight. AK will go second. I will go third. And then at 205, AK will go first. I oh, go yeah, second, yeah. Jed third. Middleweight, I go first, Jed oh, yeah. second. And then once it goes back okay. around, Jed will go first again. Not so, snake, rotation. A rotation, yeah. a rotating. Yeah, we're, we're letting everybody in. Okay. Yep. Yes, exactly. Let so, Jed, accept. your heavyweight all-star selection. Who Who is the first representative for the Jed Bashu all-stars? Well, this is going to be an easy one. I, I This is the category I had the most names written down for because – I didn't know where I'd come in the picks and I, I wanted to make sure I had options. Uh, my heart wants to take Andre Orlovsky because he has competed twice this year and has won both times. Just so we're clear, that man has given you 30 <laughs> minutes of combat thus far this year and two dubs. That's four total paychecks he's gotten. It's hard to argue with the year. But 
we're doing this, you know, the spirit of this. There's one choice. Tommy Espinal. Tommy Espinal. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It's got to be Tommy Aspinall. The man is, he's a rocket ship. We talked about he's going straight to the moon. He headlined the big return to UFC London, one of the, basically the bright spots of this year and frankly one of the bright spots for the UFC of the past couple of years just from a feel-good standpoint that whole event was magic and he was the star around which it was built to some extent and it was so great they're going back and he's going to do the damn thing again so for sure first pick give me Tommy Aspinall the heavyweight the future heavyweight champion that's a great pick a tremendous pick way to start it off AK we go to you who is uh who's part of team positivity I went with a more obvious choice. I Well, I think it was a more obvious choice. Apparently, there wasn't one. Uh, though, I promise I did not just pick all UFC champions for my top picks, but there were several that were certainly worthy of, be- worthy of being an all-star representative. I am going to go with Francis Ngannou. Uh, now, you can say, you know, that win over Cito Gan was not as impressive as, you know, Tommy, well, you know the atmosphere that Tommy Aspinall created in London. Uh, tied to Ivasa emerging as, as a contender. There are certainly other great options, but I think it's the way Nganu did it, showing off the wrestling, yes, mixing the martial arts, which often I'm not a proponent of, but in this in this fight, it was just so cool because we had all we had all um, sort of got into it. We had all got into it going like, well, Gon is Gon's, you know, Gon's probably technically the better striker. So and cool. we and we and we know Francis is going in with an injury. So I was like, how's Francis gonna win this? And it kind of played out as a lot of us had had thought uh, through the first couple rounds. We're like, yeah, God is a handful for him on the feet. And then Ngannou just said, listen, I, I'm an MMA fighter. I trained all this stuff. I'm going to my wrestling. I'm, you know, He wasn't like prime GSP or Habib out there, but he did enough with the wrestling, did enough offense to win the fight. It was great. And of course, beyond that, um, that it was the last fight on his current contract, as we know, that it now kicks off this sort of prolonged period of, unfortunately, inactivity as he tries to uh, you know, get his freedom from the UFC, tries to set it up so he can take all these boxing fights. So the fight itself, I, I get it, maybe not one we'd all want to rewatch again, maybe parts of it, but uh, his performance performing under those circumstances, winning under those circumstances, and possibly now fighting a battle beyond... Uh, anything that he's you know done before outside of the cage i think that me to me makes him uh my all-star representative heavyweight another great pick there's a number of ways i could have gone with this obviously tai tuivasa would have been a great name to throw on here curtis blades big win he's going to be main eventing but i'm i'm going off the board here i'm going off the mma fighting global rankings although i'm not exactly sure if he's going to make the mma fighting global rankings for the month of june but he should his name is Alexander Romanov. Alexander Romanov is the first pick on the Mike Heck All-Stars. Never has a fighter outside of maybe Valentina Shevchenko, just because we want to see how great she is. Never has a fighter that was like a floppity, a minus floppity Jillian favorite gotten so much attention and put so much buzz on a fight that everybody knew the result of ahead of time. And Alexander Romanov did that. Built himself up. He's suplexing his coaches. He's a fun-loving dude. He's getting shredded. He actually lost more. They were supposed to do the Chase Sherman fight like two weeks prior or a week prior, and he actually ended up getting more shredded in between rebooking that fight. So to me, Alexander Romanov should enter the MMA Fighting Global Rankings, and he will enter our hearts and enter my all-star roster as my heavyweight selection. Although there were some others in there, Tai Tuivasa, like I mentioned, Tai Tuivasa, Curtis Blades, et cetera. But I'm going with Alexander Romanov. First all-star bid, he gets he gets the nod. 
So good round, gentlemen. Good start. I like it. Let's move down to 205, light heavyweight division. Team positivity is up. AK, let's keep this positivity train going. Who is your light heavyweight representative? Yeah, this is tricky. This was a little tricky uh, because technically he didn't win uh, in his fight, his first fight in 2022 so far, but he essentially was on his way to doing so. Uh, he lost because of a freak, I don't want to say a freak thing, but you know, one of those freak fouls. I'm getting my Bellator pick out of the way right away, or my non-UFC pick. One, I think of several, depending on how the how the draft shakes out for me. Uh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. Uh, number one, I think, on a couple of ballots, I want to say, on our in our MMA fighting rankings now. He was already on uh, first. Yeah, okay. Two, two panelists in our MMA fighting rankings have Corey Anderson number one. And there's a strong case to be made for it. Again, he's got to win over uh, Glover Teixeira. He's looked amazing in Bellator. He, was, he looked great but when he left the UFC. He's not one of those guys who he fell into a slump and then, oh, and then he just – and then the UFC cut him. He landed in Bellator. He, I mean, he is – he has the skill set. He has the resume. He's the kind of guy, if you match him up with a lot of people in anyone's top 10, top five, would be favored against a lot of them. I wish he'd gotten, you know, to finish that fight against Nemkov, but anyone who watched it pretty much said this is the number one guy in Bellator. And at the very worst, like the number two, number three guy in all of uh, in all of light heavyweight across all the promotions. So Corey Anderson, you are my you're my all-star guy here. Nice. And this is a smart move by you because now you have your fighter outside of the UFC. You have your Bellator representation. And oddly enough, I'm going to do exactly the same thing. And I'm going to take this man away from Jed Mishu. I hate you. I know. I hate you. Yo, well, I know exactly what you're Romero. doing. You're an Yo, awful well, Romero. person and bad Come things on, should baby. happen to you, Mike. Come He's on. back. He's back. He's back. He's back. He is on. He is. He's making the list. Uh, I've checked it twice. He is there. He broke Alex Polizzi's freaking jaw as a as as an underdog for his fight. Dominated Alex Polizzi, got him out of there with like one second left in the fight. It was a tremendous performance. And by the way, Jed, you shouldn't be allowed to pick Yoel Romero because you went on the broadcasting scene picking against Yoel Romero and now Yoel Romero is part of my squad. So maybe there are other guys who may deserve the nod ahead of Yoel Romero, but in my eyes, tremendous start to his year. And there you go. He is on the team. Now it's Did up you to call you, him an man. underdog against Polizzi? He was not he an was underdog the dog, against wasn't he? Polizzi. He wasn't? He was I thought not. he was. No, that's why I bet Polizzi is because Polizzi was the dog and Yoel is Yoel. He can beat well, anybody. He also could just decide to not fight because <laughs> that's the thing that's that sometimes he does. That's why I, I love apologize. him so much. I knew one of you was going to do this. Fortunately, I had a backup plan, and I can't believe I, – I can believe it because Corey makes sense, and then someone was going to be a hater. But I think the actual clear best light heavyweight of the year thus far for our intents and purposes, and maybe we're going to stretch it a little bit, Jilton Almeida. I mean, look, he's, he's fought twice this year. Granted, one of those was the other week, and it was a heavyweight fight against Paco Porta. But he competed first at light heavyweight. He's a natural light heavyweight. He's got two dubs on the year, two dominant performances. This guy is one of the lone bright spots in what is otherwise a Garbo division. So give me Jailton Almeida because he's probably going to fight two more times this year. So I'm going to look even smarter at the end of the year when we go back and look at this and say, wow, Jed nailed that one. I, I was, like uh, Allison. I, was, I like the pick. I was actually going to cheat and use Jelton as my heavyweight if my first two picks got taken. I mean, so what I, I was actually be sneaky, sneaky about it. 
I mean, technically not. He again in the UFC or at least this yeah. year. Sorry, he's fought once at light heavy and once at heavy. But and he said he's uh, he's told our own Guillermo Cruz that he's like I might stick around at heavyweight. He's like I like it up here. <laughs> so and that was before the fight. So I don't know. Maybe well this guy just young man. He's a well built young man. The, yeah, he sure is. He sure is. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Let's move to 185. I get the first pick this round. There's a lot to like here at 185 for this kind of selection. There are fighters who have multiple wins, who have multiple finishes, but I think I have to go with Israel Adesanya here. Uh, getting the win over Robert Whitaker. Tough fight. Gets it done. He's about to headline International Fight Week, UFC 276 on July 2nd in Las Vegas. So I'd be probably crazy if I didn't pick the UFC middleweight champion. That's what I'm doing. Israel Adesanya, Jed Bashu, where are you going? Oh, man. Honestly, Izzy was only on my radar because he's the champion, but he I would have never taken him. Um, now you're giving me a choice here between two guys that – I don't think either of you are going to take, but I think are objectively the best two choices. So I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to be my guy. I've been backing this guy longer than anybody else at MMAfighting.com. I am the original RDR guy. He's like six or something in my middleweight rankings. And the man has two fights this year. Now, only one of those is a fight. The other one, he went to a draw with Andre Galvao. Yes, that's the Andre Galvao in a grappling match. 
So this man has given you content. He's given you performances. He's going to be taking all the belts at, at one championship. Henny A. De Ritter, uh, just to just to make, make AK mad. Henny A. De Ritter. All right, hold on. Can you? No, no listen. Can we? Can we once and for all help you to? You are. You are. Credit no, it's to you. way more fun. You are number one on this. Are the RDR train? Can I help you to pronounce his name properly? It's actually no, it's much way, easier. It's much it's easier way than more you're making fun it to sound. The Brazilian pronunciation. <laughs> That makes no sense. Henny A the hitter. He's Stop the it. hitter. That's I don't even think you're getting it right if you, if that was, if you were Portuguese. I don't even think that's the way to do it. I'm probably not. Let's get Guy on. He can explain where I'm mispronouncing Renny A de Ritter. Listeners, name. it is it is so much easier. It is Reiner de Ritter. It is Reiner de Ritter. <laughs> it's not it's not Henier. It's not Hainer. It's not it's not Re, 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 it's not Renier. It's not Renier. <laughs> It's Reiner de Ritter. (laughs) Regardless, Uh, you know who I'm talking about, and he is now on my team, one of the best middleweights in the world, and one day he will show you all. President of one championship. Well, we assume the president of one championship's grappling committee. Who do they (laughs) announce as the vice? They raised it, one championship's vice president. Oh, uh, Leo. Oh, my gosh. What was his name? Leo Latis or whatever? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember? You you got the press release. We had this discussion with with Guy. When I get one championship press releases, do you know uh, what I do with them? Don't, I immediately nice. just nice. highlight and delete. Like that's nice. I don't even no. open it up. That's anyway. They what, have if RDR, what if RDR? What if RDR is the the topic, the subject no, he, matter? He just texts me. We're we're boys like oh that yeah now yeah because okay, I because yeah, I'm the leader of the fan club. Sure. So he's just like, hey man, I got a fight coming up. I'm like, just skip. skip thanks, Kenny A. <laughs> AK, how, how oh. do you top that pick and that pronunciation? Oh God, I got two. I got two close ones here. Um, well, there's a good I, middleweight who you could also butcher his pronunciation if you want to take him. Well, 100. <laughs> percent He's on my list. I well, you guys have to tell me who that is because I kind of just want to go Gegard. Um, I, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I kind of want to go Gegard. I kind of want to go Alex Pajeda just because he has done ex- everything he's needed to do to set himself for set himself up for a UFC title shot because we all knew like when he signed with the UFC even before he signed with the UFC every interview he did with like everyone was like are you coming to the UFC are you going to get that Izzy fight and he's you know he's always of course looked forward to it he has a cu- he has a couple of wins over Izzy in boxing kickboxing as everyone knows excuse me uh the first one very close controversial the second one he was losing comeback knockout and people want to see oh can he beat him can he beat the unbeatable Adesanya in MMA as well so all he had to do was take care of business he got a win last year won a tough fight this year i'm gonna i am you know what i've talked myself into it alex pajeda alex pajeda uh with respect to gegard who just keeps getting it done in bellator took care of business against austin vanderford i mean i know everyone's like yeah it's austin vanderford and it's like yeah he did what he's supposed to do he wiped him out it wasn't close but alex pajeda he'll be fighting again soon he's maybe one win away one very very tough win away it's got an upcoming fight against Sean Strickland, but we'll see. By the end of the, I mean, right now I'm saying he's my my, my middleweight all star pick. By the end of the year, we could be talking about him for uh, top five on the fighter of the year list. We'll see. So the the other person, the number two on my list was Chitty and Jokowani. He's got 100%. two two badass performances this year already. Yep. Yep. So I had Adesanya, Chidi, Musasi. That's who I had. Those are my top three. Pahed is a great pick. RDR is a great pick. Lots of fun ones at, at 185. Let's go to welterweight, Jed. I don't know. This one I seems pretty obvious, but uh, welterweight, who, who are you going with and why is his name rhyme with Shmam Shmat Shmishmaev? 
It's not. I'm not going. Uh, I'm going to let somebody else have that, even though I have been driving the Hamzat uh, bandwagon because there's another man that my compatriot on this show was with me uh, in supporting early and often, certainly in the in the the hallowed panels of the Mistfist column that we used to do before he unceremoniously kicked me out of that. Um, but that will litigate that at another time. I'm taking Michelle Bahia. Look, he's he has fought twice, and they have both been very entertaining, very good fights. More importantly, he has won them both and established himself as one of the top 15 or 20 best welterweights in the world. I know rankings are coming out uh, sometime next week for us, um, and he has now cracked my top 15. Look, two two fight of the night performances. I don't actually remember if he got bonuses for both of those, but as far as I was concerned, they were the best fights on the card, their respective cards. Um, yeah. Give me Hamzat's great. Hamzat had, you know, a fight of the year, if not the fight of the year, but give me a guy who's done it twice. And Michelle Pahea, I, lo- I love you. I love you forever. It's a great pick. He's on my list. AK, are you going Shamayev? Yeah, uh, Pajeda was Pajeda was my I should, I'm talking pronunciation. Pajeda was my number two pick though because for all the reasons that that Jed mentioned, like this is a guy who when the UFC signed him, we were like he's going to put on some fun fights at the very least. Will he be a contender? Well, we didn't even care. We we're kind of like if he, was, if he becomes a contender, great. We just want to see fun stuff. Uh, I know Jed's a little disappointed that he's you know, kind of cleaned up his act and has become a contender, but for me, I'm amazed. This is a guy who's almost like 40 fights into his career, so for him to to put forth this change of style, I think it's so admirable. So yeah, I mean, excellent number one choice, but I am going Shamayev. Fight of the year contender, front runner, I should say, with Gilbert Burns. Uh, I thought a really good win. I don't I didn't think it was controversial at all. A close fight, but I don't think it was it was controversial. And uh, the Shamayev the Shamayev train just keeps rolling along uh, as it should be. So for sure, he would have been my number one pick, but um, uh, I'm happy to take him number two. I thought Jed, I, I thought I was going to end up with, with Michelle Pajeda because I thought that Jed was going to do what he said he was going to do and draft the new interim welterweight champion from Bellator, but he did not do that. He did not take Logan Storley, so it threw me off by game. So he went with Pajeda, which is a tremendous pick, AK, I mean, how can you not take Shemayev in that spot? I'm going with the the other half of that tremendous fight. I'm going with Gilbert Burns because even though he did not win, I think his stock rose tremendously. He proved a lot in that fight. And I feel like people, even though he's really good and he earned a title shot and he gave Usman some some problems in that fight, I think this is the one that people are going to remember him the most from when his career is over. Even if he becomes a world champion, I think we're all going to circle that fight with Hamza Shemaev. So, yeah, give it to Gilbert Burns. You get in a war like that. Everybody wins, and you may not have gotten the second paycheck, Gilbert, and the judge's decision, but you, you got a spot on my all-star squad. So congratulations to you, Gilbert Burns. And sometimes that, you know, maybe not this year, but next year or the year after, that's going to be worth more than than getting a split decision nod over a Hamzat Shemaev. So congratulations to you, Dorino. Well-deserved. As we head down to... One of the best divisions in the sport, Jed Mishu. This is the best division in the sport, in your opinion. It's super high talents up the top. It's getting deeper. We got some fun main events coming up involving this division. But AK, we begin with you. This one seems clear, but maybe it isn't. Mr. Rules Rule. Who is your uh, who is your all-star selection? And- yeah, listen, listen. It's it's clear to me. It is clear to me. But uh, certainly, this man could be disqualified from this category altogether, 
as technically well. He it's didn't not technically. He didn't compete at lightweight. It's catchweight bout. He, yes. Come oh on, no, he did. No. Oh no, he he did. No, 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 he did compete at lightweight. No, he didn't. One fifty five point five is a lightweight bout. No, it's not. It's a that. That's it's not, not a, a no. Uh, it's not a. It it's doesn't. Not a it doesn't. It doesn't get the. It's not a lightweight weight. championship bout. It's a lightweight I'm, bout. He made he he made the normal he made the normal white lightweight limit. Yeah, no, because the normal no, he, no the he did not. The lightweight limit is one fifty five, and they are afforded a one pound allowance. He was yes. not afforded that, so he did not compete in a lightweight bout. That bout well, did wanna, not have. The, By the rules, any other, the rules, I, you love any, rules. Any other? Whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> any other time than someone weighs one fifty five point five, one fifty six, then we shouldn't count that as a lightweight bout, then, because that's over the limit. The limit is one fifty five. I mean, I think that there's an argument for that. I'm just saying that that bout, <laughs> based on my understanding of things, should not count as a lightweight bout because the lightweight limit is is not a weight he made, and that bout did not have the one pound allowance that other lightweight bouts are given. It does not for me. It doesn't count as a lightweight championship bout, but is it in the weight range of the a normal lightweight bout? Absolutely. Uh, now we do have a mid. His little teaser for the weekend, guys. We do have a little mid-season awards article coming out, and uh, Jed does make a very compelling argument why my all-star pick for lightweight Charles Oliveira, obviously, uh, embar- not what was what, is embarrassed too strong a word, Jed. Uh, maybe he he messed I don't up. Think he- I don't think he embarrassed he himself because he messed I think based up. He messed on his up actions, lost. He clearly doesn't care. But, <laughs> but he lost. He, he messed up and the lost his belt. Yeah, he messed up. He lost his belt. I'm sure you got, everyone knows that. You know, he came in the half as Jed said, half pound over. There is no one pound allowance for a championship fight. So it was. Uh, it was. It was not a. Cha- it was not a lightweight championship opportunity for him. But for me. I, I don't think there's any argument that he's not, you know, the best 155er in the world. Uh, UFC belts are props. Championship fights should have the one-pound allowance. Um, not to get into this whole discussion, but the whole reason the one-pound allowance exists—well, not the whole reason. One of the reasons the one-pound allowance exists in uh, MMA for non-title fights is specifically because if there's any weirdness with the scales, differentials between the scales, that's why they allow the 0.5 or the, or the one pound over. So it's exactly for situations like this. And we kind of arbitrarily, well, I'll say arbitrarily decided that championship bouts like should be on point because it makes it more special. But then you create a situation like happened on at that uh, 274 where all these people are complaining they were half a pound over. Anyway, so that's a whole other thing. So yeah, I mean, look, by the letter of the law, he's not the lightweight champion anymore. That's fine. By the letter of, if you ask anyone who saw that fight and that amazing performance against Justin Gaethje, is this guy the best lightweight in the world? Did, did he put on the best performance by a lightweight fighter in the first half of 2022? He, for sure. So I have no issue um, making it my lightweight pick here. This is tough because there's another direction that I, that I want to go. I really want to make a case for this, but I just can't over this guy because Jed's not going to pick him. He's just not going to. At least I don't I mean, think he will. That's because he so sucks. Why would, I, why would I pick somebody who sucks? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going with Michael Chandler. I, how can you not after that knockout of Tony Ferguson? Because he sucks. <laughs> you know, maybe the things he says after these incredible knockouts don't merit such awards, but at least the performance in the cage, what he did throughout the fight week along with Tony Ferguson – Michael Chandler gets the nod. There's another direction I really wanted to go, but uh, we will save it. Maybe Jed will will take that pick and and break my heart. We'll see. Jed, who is your lightweight representative for the Jed Mishu All Stars? Look, 
everything is lining up so well for me in this draft. I've gotten every single person that I like all of my top picks. And I knew I'd get this one because I knew exactly what would happen here. One of you would take the guy who sucks because you're blinded by the parts where he maybe doesn't suck, but he sucks. And then the other would take Charles Oliveira because even though he claims to love rules and that rules rule, he just never supports that with his actual actions. So for me, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to argue against something AK said, what guy delivered a better performance than lightweight in the first half of the year? Well, the dude who didn't get hit, Islam Makhachev is the best lightweight in the world. He's going to prove it by the end of the year. And he ran roughshod over Bobby Green. Yes, Bobby Green came in on short notice. That was still a fight where a bunch of people were talking themselves into it. It was classic Habib. Well, this is going to be the most difficult test of his career. And, ooh, Michael Johnson might be able to. No, Habib is a wrecking ball and he runs through people. And Islam did the exact same thing. Everybody tried to talk themselves into Bobby Green's Wiley. You know, he's he's tough to hold down. Really wasn't. Islam took him down, held him down, and won real quick perfect performance you know it's he didn't get dropped twice and granted bobby green is not the same as justin gaethje but he didn't get knocked down twice in his fight he just did the damn thing give me the best lightweight in the world Islam Akachev, and i'm running roughshod over both of you with my draft right now I, Islam wasn't going to be my pick. It was going to be mr mr main You're event gonna, himself armand you should but wow. i don't Practice what you preach, Mike. Why wouldn't you take that, man? I I just want to show some love to Clay Collard and Houshman Fio. Can we do that? Can we do that, guys? PFL season's underway. Clay Collard Clay one of the Collard. best picks of the year with Jeremy Stevens. Clay Collard was, was, was not on my list because uh-huh. I only had the three names because yeah. I knew exactly how these three would go. But if we were making a more comprehensive list, he would certainly be top five. Love, yeah, love Clay Collard. Houshman yeah. Fio, like big fight, That fight was unbelievable. Big knockout over Don Mash for Manfio as well. So we'll see. And the, the good thing about the PFL guys is they know they're going to fight at least three or four times a year. So they always kind of find a way, depending how they do it, to kind of sneak into the uh, fighter of the year discussion. So we, we could be hearing from more from one of those guys in, in a few months. Yeah, Housh, Housh was 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 nominated for sure last at the mm-hmm. end of last year. So featherweight, I mean, I, I this needs no explanation. I, this, I have, in my opinion, the he might actually be the best fighter on planet Earth right now. July 2nd, he's going to have the opportunity to take another step forward. And maybe by the end of the year, maybe he'll have the opportunity to fight for a second title. But the man's name, Volkanovsky, easy pick. This required no thought. So there you go. I'm happy to take Alexander the Great on my squad because he deserves it. One of the the all-time great title defenses, in my opinion. Top 10 for sure. He pitched a perfect game against a guy who was really, really tough and really, really gritty and he's a gamer but Volkanovski treated him like he was a one-and-one amateur fighter it was incredible so Volkanovski's my pick Jed to you 145 who makes your your squad yeah I mean I think Volko is the clear number one here um can't argue with that one I I have two others and I don't know which one of these is better I'm gonna take it off of strictly performance-based and I will leave AK to assemble a team of non-UFC fighters. But even though Patricio Pitbull's win over AJ McKee is an incredible story and was a great fight and showed really how great he is, I still don't think that was as good a performance as the first UFC card this year where Calvin Cater just beat the absolute bricks off Giga Chikadze. 
And this was Cater coming off himself getting mauled by Max Holloway in one of the biggest beatdowns we've ever seen inside the cage. Giga Chikadze is the new hotness. He's going to come do the same thing. And no, just not not even a little bit. Cater just whooped on him like he was the redheaded stepchild of a rented mule. And it, it was awesome. So that's the best performance outside of Volkanovski. I think that's the best performance we've seen at Featherweight this year. So I'm going to take that man from a squad. That is a tremendous pick. He was number two on my list. Number three was a great choice as well. Maybe AK will take my number three pick. AK, 145, well, who you got? I'll say the guy who was left for me was actually my number one. I actually didn't think Volkanovski was a clear choice. Um, if we're basing it just on... so Please so tell not, me, finish well, that sentence. Well, if we're basing thing. it on what, is Volkanovski not the best? Oh, it's sort, of, sort of like the, the, what the win meant to that fighter's career. I, I, I think him having a perfect game against Korean Zombie means more than Pitbull winning a third Bellator title. Okay, no, but let's be fair here. Chen Sun Chung, beloved, a great fighter, was not viewed as a, a great challenge for Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah, but that's okay. It, it's how you do it. It's yeah, but you can't ignore that. Stoppage you, you as a champion. You can't ignore that part of it. Though. No, I mean, I'm, I'm a, not I mean, ignoring it. But factoring why, in, I still this think this is, why, is a contest. This is why I give Pitbull the edge because Pitbull, everyone was just assuming, oh, this is this is you know, Asian McKee's gonna gonna have this is part of his victory tour. He beats he beats Pitbull again and he moves on to whatever it is that's next for him. And Pitbull's like, I don't I don't believe in that BS. I'm I'm one of the greatest, I'm one of the best 145ers on the planet. And he silenced a lot of people with that win and probably made Bellator very upset. Probably probably screwed up a lot of Bellator plans, unless AJ's moving on from Bellator anyway, but uh, so it, it, it's the it's the fact it's the it's the odds were against him. It's how this I think this adds to his legacy because he really I think a lot of people really did expect this to be just AJ McKee goes up 2-0 on, on Pitbull. As much as everyone respects Pitbull, I think also we all think very highly of McKee. I certainly did. I certainly did. I thought McKee was going to beat him again. Um, not as maybe not as definitively as last time, but I thought it would go to a decision. It did, but it went in Pitbull's favor. So for me, that 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 makes Pitbull the uh, the easy choice. And again, it's not Volkanovski's fault. He had he was originally supposed to fight uh, Max Holloway a third time, and and then all this stuff just fell through. And and he had to fight uh, Chan Sung Jung again, a very well liked fighter, a very tough fighter. No matter no matter who you you know what age he is, it doesn't matter. But he he took care of business. Uh, I think Pitbull did what was unexpected, and that just kind of gives him extra points for me. So I'm gonna, I'm leaning towards Pitbull. Again, it doesn't matter; he's my third pick anyway. But I actually would have taken him number one. Wow, that is a bold pick. Uh, I wouldn't even pick Pitbull my number three pick. Arnold oh. Allen was my number three pick nah, after that I win over think, Dan Hooker. But uh, Pitbull is in the conversation. Yeah, Pitbull's Arnold in the conversation. There, but I, yeah, I would take Pitbull, but I think there, I think you have an argument with Arnold Allen. Let's go to 135, AK's favorite division. But, Jed, we will kick things off with you. We have a undisputed <laughs> Bantamweight champion in the UFC. Uh, we have a champion in Bellator, but he did not fight this year, and he won't fight this year more than likely. We also what have are we doing champion here? in Bellator. We, we do have a champion in Bellator. Oh, yeah, we have, so we have an interim champion as well. Yeah. I forgot about that, who is we, a, a, a tremendous fighter in his own right. Who's he's very pick? dumb. Um, I'm not going to take <laughs> the interim champion in Bellator and I'm going to do, this is the, this is the pick that the fans that are watching are going to be like, Oh, Jed went full Jed and did a dumb thing. And I don't care. Um, because don't you do I'm, it, Jed. I'm don't doing you it, do baby. it. I'm Son of a bitch. doing it. Look, you get 
one chance to put on the promo of a lifetime. Oh, and suck. at the end of this year, I don't care about Michael Chandler who sucks yelling into the microphone. <laughs> That's not a good promo. What's a good promo is saying this is a really good fight because I'm really freaking good and Leandro Ego sucks. Danny Sabatello is my new spirit child. I want nothing but success for him. Watching him versus Leandro Ego later this year is going to be bananagrams, going to be awesome. His performance against Jornel Lugo was exceptional. He wrestled the crap out of him. And not like Logan Storley wrestled him. He like really, really wrestled the man and then cut – like no joke, I think one of the five greatest promos I've ever heard in my life. So uh, Danny Sabatello – for 100% sure join the squad we're we're going straight to the top baby damn dude that was gonna be like my steal of the draft that was gonna be my steal of the draft I thought (laughs) you know be picking third at 135 I'm like there's no way anybody's gonna pick it you can get Stotts Stotts is great no I I mean I'm gonna end up with my top two picks but I thought for sure I was this Sabatello is gonna fall on my lap but not the case. Great pick, Jed. AK, who do you got? Oh, man. It's going to be the boring pick here and just go with Aljo. I mean, I actually thought, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't going to get first here and someone else take Aljo. And I had some more fun picks. I'll say them I'll say them after, but I won't spoil in case, uh, in case Mike, you happen to go in one of these directions. But, yeah, listen, Aljo, um, I know the fight was controversial, again, but in a different way. Thankfully, thankfully in a more entertaining way than uh, the first Peodion fight but for me I had a 46 uh, 48 46 Sterling I think at worst a draw for Sterling which would have also been uh, meant he retains the title so the guy's dealt with a, a ton of haters since the first fight I know he's still dealing with haters I don't know this result might have made it worse I'm not sure Peodion an amazing 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 fighter so for for Sterling to uh, beat him or again even even take him to a draw and retain his title I think is huge hopefully they fight again someday but for now guess what doesn't matter sterling won, sterling officially won the decision he is i think the undisputed best 135er in the world it's hard for anyone to make a case against him and if you're him you've got that big gold belt around his waist i know we call him props but it's a hell of a prop to have when you're trying to say hey i'm, I'm nobody in this division is better than me and uh, i'll stick with him and I, and I actually i actually really enjoyed that fight i know i know people um didn't like some of the I don't know, grappling parts where the, I don't know, there wasn't as much offense they would have liked to see, but I thought it was such a fascinating mixture of styles and strategy and competitiveness. And I love both. I think both fighters are fantastic. I, I hope they do fight again a third time, but um, all Joe best, best bantamweight of the first half for me. Rafion Stotts would be a great pick here, yes. but I'm not picking him. I'm not picking him. Wow. Um, I'm oh, picking Cheeto Yeah. I'm picking Cheeto Vera. Oh, he was number, he was number Gito three Vera. on mine. Yeah, gotta pick Cheeto. That win over Rob Font. He's he's a play like he's a legit player. One thirty five now. I thought he was a player before, but he's a legit player, and everybody believes that now. He's got a big fight coming up next against I don't know who. Could be Dominic Cruz. It could be uh, maybe he gets a Sean O'Malley rematch. If uh, not that he really needs it, but it would be a huge fight if O'Malley could beat Pedro Munoz regardless no matter who he fights next it's going to be a very big deal i didn't want to penalize him for the jose aldo call out it was not a good one in my opinion because that fight just happened and we all saw how that went but all in all the way he's come back that performance against rob font yeah i'm i'm happy to have marlon vera on my team no doubt about it i want to apologize to america because i went with listen I, I had to stick with my list, my my, my big board here. I had Sterling, at, uh, you know, the number one spot, so I had to take, take him. But like two more, way more interesting answers would have been pa- Patchy Mix 
who convincingly yeah. beat Perfect. Koji Horikuchi. I mean, amazing performance. That that was for the wait. Was that was for the interim? Who's the, who's the interim champion now? He, that's he is right. Stotts, Stotts is the interim. Stotts. Champion. Oh, okay. Stotts interim. Anyway, Patchy Mix on the other and other side of the, or another part of the bracket. Great performance against Horikuchi. Uh, I, I could see him not being top three just because Horikuchi is also coming off a loss. So it's not like he like ended Horikuchi's win streak or anything. But boy, I did not have Patchy winning that one, and um, I was amazed at his performance. Just so good. And then we got to show some love to John Lineker. How, we got to show love to yep. John Lineker. I, I should have made great it my pick. pick. Not, no, it would have been a great pick if I'd made it, Mike, yeah. but, I chick- but I chickened out. Uh, knocks out Bibiano Fernandez. And for anyone who hasn't been keeping track of Bibiano, he hasn't, he's lost one time in the last 11 years. And the one guy he lost to, he's beaten that guy three times and, uh, and avenged the loss twice over. I mean, they did it, they ran it back twice over after because one of the stoppages was bad. But, um, so he he one loss in the last eleven years before it into Lineker, and Lineker KOs him. And I think I think this might actually be a changing of the guard at uh, bantamweight in one, but we'll see. I'm sure they'll rematch it at some point. Um, but uh, John Lineker, man, he's just doing damage overseas. What a little beast! <laughs> Excellent name drop. Excellent name drop. One thirty five is good. There's a, a lot of options there. Let's go to one twenty five. AK, you have. I mean, again, you, this is your pick. You could end up with another UFC champion on the squad if if you would like. I can't hear you, but I mean, maybe that's who you're pondering. And I and I will, and I will. Sadly, uh, man, you're just taking all all the belts, huh? I know. For, I know for I, a man I, who I, says I, titles I don't mean anything, you're just no. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Them. I said ah, whoa, whoa, whoa! I never said titles mean anything. I said they're props. Okay. And, I, and props. You like props? I like props. props just carrot cool. top over here. <laughs> nice relevance. <laughs> That's a Very good. How, how, how does no? How did no other prop comic ever come along and be, take that spot? He is the prop comic reference, like for no, the last, like, twenty years. Ga- I, maybe I don't. I don't know where the Gallagher's time frame the hammer. Got. I would say I don't. No, Gallagher also just had a bunch of props. He, he just remembered stuff. for the hammer. He's the watermelon guy. Yeah, he's not the, the prop guy. He's yeah. the but okay. The rest of his gig bit had a lot of props in it. I chickened out again and went UFC champion Davison Figueroa, but well deserved. One of the best fights of the year. I, I my runner up right now for the for the best fight of uh, of 2022. Personally, again, uh, it's not like a big upset. I think him and Moreno. Anytime those guys step in there, yeah, whoever has the belt might be favored, but it's pretty much a toss up. They're just so evenly matched, so competitive. Right in the prime of their careers, you run that back. 11 times it probably goes one guy wins six one guy wins five and so on so you know keep adding however many fights you want it's just going to be one above 500 just an amazing or it'll be a draw like they're like they did before so just an amazing duo um great to see in this case if, if moreno had won moreno obviously would have been my my pick but uh figgy got the belt back so figgy gets the uh, gets the props i'll give him that uh, that all-star nod i mean that's right there for you i got i'm torn between two i'm torn between two one just seems so easy, and I might just give him to Jed. I have I have like four different answers that I'm comfortable yeah. with. So it whatever you're feeling. I mean, how I mean, it, it's the theme of the year, right? It's the theme of the year. It is the year of the raw dog, after all. So two and zero in 2022. A guy who wants to be the backup for this interim title fight between Brandon Moreno and Kai Car France on July 30th. I'm going with Brandon Royval. Let's go. It is the year of the raw dog AK. So yes, I have to make sure that Brandon Royval has a spot on one of these all-star rosters. Hey, it's a great, great pick. He was certainly in my sort of top group. Uh, but once again, I 
I love that you guys are just just giving me all the things I want. Um, we're gonna get heat for nobody taking KKF, by the way, because KKF has emerged. But uh, give me the most electrifying prospect that the sports seen in the past year. Like I think Good pick. the best debut that we've seen in forever, Muhammad Mukayev. Like he's 21 years old and has the world at his feet making his UFC debut against the toughest test of his career in Cody Durden and taps him in less than a minute. Like on that, that London card couldn't dial it up better for this guy to finally make his UFC debut. And I mean, we talked about it afterwards, Mike, we just strapped the, strapped the rockets to him. This guy's going forever, ever up and up two division champion. We talked about on one of these programs, we're, we're yep. envisioning that for him. So uh, yeah, plus just a, a baller performance so you guys just keep giving me all my favorite people and this is this is great shout outs shout outs to uh Kekar france you mentioned and uh adriano marais number one guys he fought this year he finally got back in there and defended his title number one guy in two of our of our uh panelists mma fighting global rankings uh now unfortunately i think if i asked the average person who did he fight who did he beat probably gonna get a lot of blank expressions but <laughs> You want to ask a no. person who works in MMA media instead of the average person? <laughs> uh, Jed, do you know who uh, he means? Haven't a clue. <laughs> I believe it. I believe. I believe it was Yu Yu Wakamatsu, and I and he. Well, okay. He, That's, he was, hey, Yu Yu Wakamatsu, oh, good fighter. Good fighter. Good fighter. <laughs> I mean, He's a good fighter. I mean, clearly, um, was, I, like it was not. Yeah, it was Yu Yu Wakamatsu, uh, and, a, and a great performance by Adriana Moraes. So uh, was he was in my, he was in my top three. He was in my top three. So you weren't among the billions and, uh, and billions, Jed? I probably watched, watch, but I just don't remember. Because um, I probably did watch because I probably had to do something with it. I just don't remember it. Uh, before we move on to the to the women's section, Mike, have you taken a non-UFC fighter yet? Yo, Romero. Oh, you took Romero. That's right. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, just wanted to make correct. sure we were all above board here. <laughs> Yep. Rules, rules. I picked rules, Romero, rules. and if I didn't get Romero, I thought for sure I was going to get Savatello. So I was prepared. Uh, I was yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Um, you took Romero I from me. I took Danny Sabs from you. I picked several. Yeah, now I really wish pick. I had picked. I really wish I'd picked John Lineker instead of Aljo. I could have had this whole non-UFC <laughs> roster thing. <laughs> I just bring it up because um, 135 plus is there have not been a lot of fights that fit that category this year in general. And almost none of them have been good. So. Yeah, the two uh, the two obvious choices are both outside of the UFC. But I'm actually this is my pick. I'm going to shine some light on somebody else who got a victory. She actually looked really good in her fight, and she's had a pretty tough year because of the stupid trial that is going on between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So I'm going to give Raquel Pennington the rub here to join the all-stars the the mike heck heck of an all-star team beats aspen lad she's on a nice run right now she's close to getting back to a title fight just when we thought she might have been just down and out and just maybe a litmus test at best she has come back and done the damn thing so raquel not that raquel pennington we're talking about ufc fighter raquel rocky pennington and if yeah if, if you don't know the reference if you're not paying attention to this trial, like I'm not paying attention to this trial, apparently there's somebody named Raquel Pennington whose nickname is also Rocky, but Raquel talked to our own Stephen Morocco and sort of gave her side of the whose story. Whose name is, funnily enough, also Rocky. 
Isn't that amazing? So Raquel oh, Pennington, wow. welcome to the team. Sorry, I just feel Steven. like she deserves it. There you go. Yeah, that, uh, that's they don't they don't even look alike. I've seen people like going like, oh yeah, I can see the similarities. It's like what? Like I've seen the pictures of both no. women. I'm like, they don't look alike at all. Are you like this is cognitive well, dissonance? Mike, did you Twitter John there? Jones doesn't look anything like John Bones Jones either? <laughs> that's a whole other yeah, strange. and that's a whole other that's a whole other realm of stupidity. Uh uh Mike, did you swerve me there? Because I swear, when you started saying like the diverse, the adversity of this woman, I thought you were going to go with a woman you had spoken to recently, Elena Kolesnik. I thought because uh, she had won a PFL, obviously is dealing with the war, uh, you know, the, what's going on in the Ukraine. So I thought you, I, yeah. I was like, I thought you, you swerved us there. But uh, shout outs to her. No, split yeah, not a PFL. Yeah, it's it just it just was part of the draft. If I was the third pick in the draft, I would have picked her in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I went with Raquel. I just felt like she deserved it. And yeah, here we are. Elena, shout out to Elena Kolesnik. She got the win in her PFL debut this year. And, uh, you know, I hope she wins the whole damn thing and, and wins that mill. Jed, your pick. 135 points plus. on the board. Oh, man, this is um, this is not what one would call easy. So I'm going to take the softball, mainly because I want to keep AK from just doing nothing but collecting champions. So uh, give me Chris Cyborg. Um, it wasn't the greatest thing that's ever happened, but her fight with Arlene Blinkow, Blinko, honestly not entirely sure how to pronounce that. AK, please enlighten me when it's your turn. I think um, you said it, Blinko. Uh, it was uh, honestly a really good fight. It wasn't a good fight, but it was at least entertaining because Arlene is just shoe leather tough and she withstood an absolute savaging from Chris Cyborg. And now Cyborg is like maybe a free agent. Maybe she's going to go to box. I don't know. But she put on one of, I mean, frankly, probably the best performance and most entertaining fight for this particular weight class class is. Uh, this year so far so give me cyborg yeah i mean right there it's a good pick ak who are you going with 135 uh, plus i'm glad you picked her because i would have felt stupid if you picked someone else and then i had to pick a person someone this person who i had ahead of her on my big board i probably would have switched it up and just gone with cyborg instead i'm gonna go with uh this is gonna make me feel mad ketlin vieta for ending i knew you were the, i knew you were gonna I, do that listen, i knew it listen ending the reign of terror of holly Holm i think in that's the top. a fair choice five or top six i mean i guess she's still in the top five of the rankings or something but the top three that's stranglehold uh especially if you if you of course you remove gdr as well uh and just kind of freshening things up now she should be disqualified for uh not finished not being more definitive her performance and kicking off a whole new round of open scoring debates but for me i want to reward her for if anything exposing why the discussion is so silly and why the bigger discussion should be People need to understand the criteria, guys. I did a robbery review for this fight. I explained very clearly why there's such a strong case for Vieta, or at the very least for any why any, for anyone calling this fight a robbery is absurd. Uh, my pal Aaron Bronstetter, check out his Twitter. He did a great short 10-minute video where he talks about the criteria, possible misconceptions, why people thought uh, Holly Holm was a clear winner and why that's not the case. A lot of people have done great work on it. Sean Sheehan's always doing great stuff with this. So not to start the discussion again, but I thought Vieta... To the point, I thought she put on a really great performance. I think she did everything she needed to beat Holly Holm, um, in, in a, a, who's still at age 40, an extremely tough opponent, as many uh, other fighters have discovered recently, who think that, oh, she's right for, for uh, you know easy pickings. Holly Holm is not that. 
I think whoever she fights next is also in for a tough out. So uh, Ketlin Baeta really gutting it out over five rounds. And uh, maybe not the strongest finish to the fight, but did enough to win. And, and uh, when you're facing someone like that, that's, that's all you need to ask for. So happy to have her on my team. Excellent choice, AK. Excellent choice. She definitely we- won that fight too. Yeah, for sure. So we're clear. For sure. Go back and watch it again, and you will feel even more confident that Caitlin Vieira won the fight. Just watch it by yourself. Take the live and the Twitter out of it. Just watch it for what it is on an island. You will score for Caitlin Vieira. I pretty much will guarantee it. There's some and I'll, times. And, and let me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jed. I would say there's some times where if you go find stuff I've ranked on MMA decisions that it looks weird or insane. <laughs> That's one that's going to age really nicely. Yeah, as is Tell me, him. and I forget you, who else. Nick Baldwin, was. you was and your pal, your old your old pal, Nick Baldwin, <laughs> from the score. Man, and, and, that and makes me, me feel less confident about my yeah. score now. Let me say this: if anyone out there, <laughs> if anyone out there scored, I've said I've written this, I've said it multiple times. If anyone out there scored round four for Holly Holm in that fight. You should never score a fight again. You have no idea what you're watching, and you will. You should never ever comment on scoring again. That round four is the most is one of the most clear like things where like I, 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 all three judges got it right. All three judges scored it for bad, but I saw people going like, "Oh, Holly Holm clearly won round four. You cannot talk about scoring anymore. You're out. You're out of the conversation. Never score a fight again. That's it." The more we talk about that fight, the more we're going to talk about open scoring and how somehow that fight has instituted a week long debate on open scoring, which is just dumb because it shouldn't have. But here we are. We're down. We have two divisions to go. We head to the women's flyweight division, Jed Mishu. You get to kick us off here. Who's it going to be? Dude, this is I'm so happy that I got this one. Because there are other choices beyond the first pick, but there really aren't because one person deserves this. And I'm going to continue with my strategy of just taking people who fought at UFC London. Uh, Molly McCann authored what is probably going to be the second greatest knockout of the year. What is honestly, I think, the greatest knockout I've ever seen in a women's mixed martial arts contest. If not, it's certainly right up there. Uh, And... She made me a genius because the gambling column I do every week, she was my long shot of the week at plus like 3,400 for a third round TKO. And she's spinning back elbowed me straight to the bank. So give me meatball mom in the can, please. And I'm feeling great about that. I like the choice. Well done. AK, it's up to you, my man. Yeah. And I'll say that's a great, that's a great number one pick. And I would make the case, no one raised their stock more than her. I mean, there's one other option, which I think Mike might pick after I make my pick, but that fighter kind of went from like being viewed as like a surefire contender to now like is just in the thick of the contender ranks. While I think Molly McCann, I mean, I'm not saying people saying she's a world title contender, but like she went from kind of being a fun, well-liked fighter to now people are saying like, she's one of, you know, one of the most talked about fighters in, in, in the, in the division. So Yeah. Great, uh, great finish, great pick. Uh, I'll go with uh, um, another. Listen, team of champions, Liz Carmouche. Uh, I loved that uh, her 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 title shot was somewhat. I, a lot of people are saying that she was sort of the uncrowned queen of that division in Bellator. Um, her work in the UFC and Strikeforce, everything is just she's beaten a lot of good opponents. And with respect to Juliana Velasquez. everyone thought that when she ran into uh, Carmouche, that'd be the real test. Now Velasquez did really well in that fight. But uh, Carmouche did what she had to do and did not leave it in the hands of the judges, as they say. Finished that fight with ground and pound. Uh, controversial stoppage, certainly. Not Mike Beltran's best work. Um, but 
whatever at the end of the day the result is a, a tko victory for liz carmouche and a belt around her waist and again well deserved it was just a great great feeling for um to see a fighter who's had so many opportunities say i am the champion of a major organization and regardless of you know they'll have a rematch and regardless of how that goes you can never take that away from her that's always gonna be on carmouche's resume and uh, i was really happy to see it solid choice I was looking at uh, originally, probably until about five minutes ago, my pick was going to be Alexa Grasso for getting the finish over Joanne Calderwood, moving up the ranks, probably a win away from a title fight. But I changed my mind because oftentimes when you watch corners say dumb things with a live microphone and then you're, you have to insert both feet in your mouth – because the fighter you said stupid things about went out and just beat your fighter. This is no disrespect to the fighter that was actually beat, but the cornerman kind of deserves the comeuppance, and he's going to fight Adrian Yanez on June 18th at Austin, Texas. But Viviani Arujo, great performance over Andrea Lee. She took a, a bit of a verbal beating in the corner, really necessarily towards her, but I think she probably heard it after the fact. And... I think a lot of people were were very happy with how that the result of that fight and how things played out. And with that being said, big win for Viviani Arujo, an important win for Viviani Arujo, and just kind of add that that's cherry on top of the Sunday with the whole corner stuff, uh, the dumb things that were said. So give me Viviani Arujo for for an All Star selection. I'm happy with that pick. Respect. Happy with that pick. Respect. And now we go to the division that. At least in, uh, up until UFC 274, never let you down. The UFC strawweight division, 115 pounds. We have a brand new champion in Carla Esparza. AK, you get to go. Oh first. no! Are we adding oh, another champion. Oh no! Am I adding another champion? Number one. Am I picking number one? Are we adding another champion? I actually kind of want to dodge this bullet because I'm going to take so much crap for saying that Carla Esparza is my all-star choice. Listen, listen. Also, dodge okay. the bullet also, like me or mike we're gonna take her come on no that no no that's what i'm saying i wish one of you had no, yeah yeah i guess you wouldn't have taken you going that, first wouldn't have mattered she was gonna Maybe be on the second table. would you have taken her second no would you have taken her? no not she's even. not on my board listen listen oh by the way full disclosure this is this is i feel i don't feel honest uh i i actually didn't see the fight great I keep it that i was I, I was literally covering Can much like Dana White. I was actually covering Canelo uh, as if I was happening uh, for the for the site. And then uh, they don't put. And then I didn't bother to find like an illegal version. I think I think it, the pay per view is on. Uh, I assume it's on Fight Pass at this point. Or so. Um, so I I haven't seen the fight. So I didn't go through the pain. I admit I did not go through the suffering that everyone went through. So I might think differently when I review the fight. Uh, I understand it was bad. I understand people saying, you know, for both fighters, probably one of the worst performances they have seen in the UFC championship fight. I, I, I completely understand that. Uh, but I, again, I, I am I am I am struck by the journey. I am struck by the adversity that Carlos Barza went through. Uh, I, I, I know that's not part of the first six months of 2022. I'm kind of cheating here. That's like saying, oh, I have to take into stuff everything that happened over the years. But we just wanted her to get it. We waited so long for her to get a title fight. And, and look, she won. She now has two wins over Rose Namajunas. I don't know if that fight's going to happen again. I've just one because she has two wins and two, no one wants to see it. But for her to to, to be able to uh, claim that title again, the, the longest stretch ever between uh, two separate title runs in the UFC history is absolutely incredible. And listen, the fight might have been terrible. She went to her wedding without a scratch on her face and wore the belt. So you can say what you want. I think she's winning in multiple ways other than uh, maybe winning over the goodwill of the fans after that performance. But uh, I I will defend the pick. 
I think she deserves it. I know there's other good options. I did have other good choices at 115. Um, and I'm sure you guys will uh, will gladly swoop in and take them. So I'm, I, I'm, I respect I, I'm, it. Yeah, I mean, good for you. Wait, Supercharged wait, uh, Dennis Hallman, you take her. <laughs> Stay inconsistent. Um, so I'm torn here. I'm torn between who I actually believe is the best straw weight on the planet right now with the way things have shaped up or someone who just deserves a spot. And on top of that, I kind of want the cheap, the cheap pop, if you will. I don't know what either of these are. So now I'm, I'm interested. You've baited the hook. I'm not going with the best. You know what? I'm not going with the best straw in the world right now. I'm not going with her. I'm going with somebody else. Casey, get the air horns ready, baby. I think oh, you know where I'm off going the board. with this. I think you know where I'm going with this. Making her inaugural. I mean, everyone's making their inaugural all-star team debut, but making her team heck all-star debut, the one, the only Lupita Lupi Godinez for her incredible performance over... Uh, just an incredible performance. She dominated Ariana Carnalozzi. She looked great. She and she didn't get any. She didn't really get any attention after the card, despite the performance because of all the storylines that happened after the fact at UFC 274. So, Lupi Godinez, welcome to the team. I'm happy to have you. And I knew you weren't going to get picked. It's unfortunate. You probably should have get got picked. And I gave up the best straw weight in the world to have you on my team. And I'm and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not unhappy about it. I'm proud of my selection, and I'm proud to have you as a member of the team, Loopy. Jed, thank you. Close us out, Jed. Yeah, I'm going to take the best strawweight in the world and the woman <laughs> the woman who authored the front runner for submission of the year, the first standing arm triangle finish in UFC history or whatever. Uh, give me Jessica Andrade because she's – I thought she's been the best strawweight in the world for a while, though I'm interested to see how a rematch with Joanna would play out. But And that division is all just sort of tumultuous, but I thought she beat Rose in the rematch, and she just went up to lose to Bullet because everyone loses to the Chevy truck. So she's still the best, and she's dope, and my team is way better than all of yours. Hey, listen, this is not about whose team is better. This is about recognizing all the fighters who deserve to be recognized. Okay, this isn't a competition. And by the way, yeah, you probably did win, but I like my team. (laughs) You just gave me all the people that I like the most, which is the best. It's like, ah, it's a bunch of people I love. It's great. I mean, listen, I don't don't like the knock that I only pick champions. Technically, I picked two guys who are not champions in Charles Oliveira and Corey Anderson. So it's back off. (laughs) How yeah, many, Actually, AK, AK, AK probably has the better. T- AK's probably the favorite with his team. I right mean, now. if we're like fist fighting them all, maybe. <laughs> Even then, I'm not sure. I feel like I have Cyborg and Andrade, and that's going to do a lot of work in the women's fights. You, I, I feel like you, you, well, you pick the more all stars. Like your team is, has like more of the speedy, like the point guards with like good, the good passers. You got the, you got a lot of dunkers. You got like the finishers. You got the, like the highlight reel I've, finishers. Uh, picked a lot of people who put up yeah. good numbers this year thus far yeah yeah statistically yeah highlight reel highlight reel blitz. A, i think we've done a good job of recognizing those who deserve to be recognized even it, coming into the show i don't think a lot of people expected danny sabatello 
to no. be on an all-star team. And he was actually going to be picked by at least two of us. There's a guarantee. It was a, it was, might've been the most guaranteed pick on the entire board because so if wait, Jed didn't pick him, I absolutely was picking Danny Sabatello. You took, you took Vera instead and AK like you took, pick. who'd you take? Aljo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Bantamweight did have a lot of good names that did it a lot did. of good things this year. Really so thus far. But I mean, when you drop one of the five all-time promos, you you should get recognized for it. <laughs> yes, well w- agreed. There's no poll, but if you guys just want to hit us up on Twitter, we could talk about it on heck of a morning tomorrow. Let us know who you thought actually won this thing. I mean, this isn't the whole thing. I mean, if we want to turn this into a competition, we can say who won, but it's subjective. No, we can all just leave here thinking we all won, and that's okay. That's yeah. the best oh, kind of competition. I like We're that. We're all winners. I, like I crush that. you. And all of the all-stars we selected are also winners. And uh, and yeah, I'm definitely the winner. I, I have youth. I have style. I think uh, I think Lupe Godinez could give a, could give a lot of run. Could give a run to the money. Run for the money for for both of your selections. Wouldn't favor her, but wouldn't come I, out of there. Uh, I I would count her out against Jessica. And George. <laughs> I I would be willing to do that. <laughs> Last thing I want to say, uh, John Lineker, I'm so sorry I didn't pick you. I, I've been thinking about it ever since. Yeah. I should have put John Lineker on my team. What a, what a yeah. terrible misfire on my part. Missed opportunity. I feel sure, so bad sure. now. He's an all-star. Well, he we, is an all-star. Well, we live. Heart, if nothing else. We live, we learn, and uh, now we have our strategies for this year, and we, we can we can only improve upon it. So, Jed, AK, thank you. I think most of the people who have watched this entire thing – also, thank you for joining me on this journey to not talk about open scoring, even though we still kind of talked about it at certain points throughout this broadcast. Let's give open scoring a break. I think we need MMA fighting merch that says give give open scoring a break. Give the debate a break. And there you go. So thank you all for watching. Casey, Gee. your thoughts. Just real quick, Casey, your thoughts on uh, on what just transpired. On open here. scoring. Oh, no, okay. did you think? <laughs> hell no! Did you think we uh, we represented the All Stars well? Do you think we spread things <laughs> did, the right way? You know what? Are you happy with the picks? Did we Loop, miss somebody obvious? Loopy's on the team, so I'm happy. Loopy's on the team, so so uh, I won. That's all. Yeah, you you. Wait, holy it, crap! It, it, well, wait a minute. We missed one person. I'm I'm with you, AK. I just thought of it. They fought in March. They fought this past March. Colby, thirty twenty four. No, thirty twenty four. Okay, thirty twenty four. Casey, Casey, Casey. Lydon. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I thought the staff was off, off limits to be in the oh, yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, so yeah, exactly. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was just. Yeah. That was uh, my fault. I'm you gonna know what? We all lost for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> we all lost. We all lost, and uh, that's it. And with that, on that somber note, I think we are done. Thank you, Casey, for for being a part of this and recording our beautiful faces. For Jed Bashu, for AK Lee, I am Mike Hack. Next week, back after it. We'll be back to sort of a normal schedule. The UFC will be back. Not a great main event, but uh, we'll talk about it. We'll certainly talk about it right here next week. Um, Between the Links, the iconic voice of Esther Lynn perhaps takes you home. Good night, everybody. Love this has been Between the Links. I'm Mr. Lynn, and I love open scoring. Let's talk uh, about it. Happy birthday, AK. Hit some dingers, Mike. Oh, I'm gonna. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.